The time-traveling robots in space is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. The time-traveling robots in space podcast It's Thursday, December 6th, 2012, and welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is the Time Traveling Robots in Space, number 52. From Waterloo, Iowa, I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me as always, I'm going to do it in reverse this time, is Denton, Texas's very own Anessa Moyens. How are you doing, Anessa? I'm doing all right. How are you, Dave? I'm fan-flipping-tastic. <laughs> Not fricking, flipping. <laughs> Fan wow. flipping task. Yeah. So what's Doing going on? Then. I know Paul always does the whole what's going on in Glendale thing. What's going on in, in uh, Denton these days? Not winter. <laughs> it's You know what? I hate to break it to you, but it's not winter anywhere. There's no place that is yeah, winter right now. Yeah, apparently. I've noticed you guys are having like really warm temperatures right now, and it's crazy. Yeah. Um. They just did the lighting of the square the other day, so that's all nice and pretty now. Oh. Um, although, the only thing they really lit was they have a Christmas tree that they decorated. But at some point since I've been here, they decided to just leave Christmas lights up all year round. So <laughs> it doesn't really look much different. <laughs> so it's just, just a, a small addition. <laughs> it's not much. It's of, a small addition. Okay. They added this lights around this giant tree and maybe some Christmas decorations on the poles, but there's trees that surround the courthouse of um, like in the Denton Square and yeah, they have Christmas lights on and those lights stay on like all year round. So well, that's no fun. They got lazy. Yeah. City of Denton decided to uh, take them down. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't like your town just because yeah. of that. Supposedly the number one town in the nation or something. I don't know. <laughs> Suppo- number one something, something. town. town we were for- supposedly really awesome. <laughs> number one town for awesomeness. Really friendly here. And, and apparently laziness. So we've got that going for us. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's move to the west. And uh, it's Glendale's, California. Glendale's. Glendale, California's very own Paul Swickard. How you doing, Paul? Founded by William Glendale. Of the Glendale Fortune. Shut up, really? Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, thought you were telling little. the truth. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Glendale. Oh, yeah. So, this week in Glendale news, I don't know what it is, and maybe this is a thing across many different nations or groups of people, but for people who have felt the need to put couches and things out on the front near the street, and the following morning, they will be utterly destroyed. Like, the cushions will be all ripped up for no good reason. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know what they were hoping to find <laughs> or like you know you'd want to do something nice give something to goodwill give something to the salvation army but yeah the couches are completely tore up now somebody, somebody really, really wanted, wanted some, some change. change 
<laughs> they were desperate for change. They're looking for change between the cushions. Yes. I got with a dime like, and a button. I mean, <laughs> See, most is a very expensive drug. So most people will take furniture, not destroy it. You know, most most people will will uh, most people's furniture will be taken if they put it sure. on the side on the side of the street. It will be gone the next day. But this is the op. This this doesn't well, happen. See, what you should do, what any good citizen should do, is you should actually call the people that you want to come and pick up your stuff from. Uh-huh. Otherwise, they won't know that it's there. <laughs> and you're just literally putting trash out on, for everyone to eat, which is a huge... I have a huge problem with that. Like, you're literally putting crap in your front yard. Yeah. Like, it's just... Ugh. Oh, you would hate the Midwest. You can call. There are services... <laughs> You would hate the Midwest, Paul, because that's all they do out here. They, they will just put things out on your either your lawn or you know on the grass between the sidewalk and the street, and if if it's just sitting there, most people will just grab it. You know, if you're, it will be gone. It's the easiest way to get rid of your stuff is just put it out there. And I'm okay with that part. It's the out there for a week. Like I'm not kidding. Uh, There's a couch on my front lawn that has been there for a week. And it's not even really my lawn. It's <laughs> it's the city's lawn, but still. Yeah, exactly. All right, good stuff, man. Uh Glendale coming through to it for us every time. <laughs> Always be the classy ones. Yes. All right. So, uh this is the show where we discuss all things associated with time travel, robots and space and science fiction and Science fact. Uh, we do it by running down the <laughs> <laughs> jazz hands. Of the hands. <laughs> we talk about time travel, robots, and space <laughs> by running down a story from each, discuss our related entertainment picks, and ask, answer the question of the week. For our audio subscribers, if you'd like to see us record the show and watch me do crazy things with my hands, uh, just follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+, and uh, we'll let you know where and when we'll be live. So if you guys are ready, let's get the show on the road and play this right here. Sector 1, time travel. And I have the time travel story. Cool. Uh, So to generate interest around the New York-based fashion brand Nuka, best known for its unconventionally designed wristwatches, designer Mike Lebrano wants to make New York City taxi cabs out of DeLorean DMC-12s. Yes! Specifically, the DeLorean time machine Uh. (laughs) made famous by the Back to the Future films. This is pretty awesome. Uh, The normally bare stainless steel finish of the DeLorean gets a coat of taxi yellow paint. And the concept, which only exists as a digital photo manipulation, receives New York City taxi uh, livery. Is that livery? Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Livery, livery and rooftop signage. Okay, the gold-winged, gold-winged DeLorean certainly looks cool, but with seating for only two passengers, including the driver, the DMC-12 is definitely a less than ideal people mover. Uh, For what you'll have to check out the Nissan NV200 taxi of tomorrow. Uh, Like the difficult-to-read Nuka watches that is meant to promote. The DeLorean cab concept places emphasis on its form rather than its function. Time travel paradoxes caused by getting to your destination before you left won't be an issue because I don't see anyone, not even aggressive New York City cabbies, 
hitting the time machines required 88 miles per hour on the crowded streets of New York City. Yes, that would be... I, yeah, they would never get up to that speed to be able to do any time travel. So I agree <laughs> completely. So you know what? I think they should totally not just do the whole taxi motif with, with the yellow and the checkers and, you know, besides just making it look like a taxi, they should put the spoilers on there. They should make it look like the time machine from Back to the Future. Just go all out. Right? They should. If they're going to put that much effort into Everyone would know exactly redecorating, what it does. might as well just... <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. And then make it so the tires. I would want to ride that taxi. The, the tires flip up and it starts floating. Add that too. Oh wait, that's fake. <laughs> that doesn't really happen. Yeah, just a bit. Oh. So this is awesome. I'm, I'm I I want to go to New York not just for the uh, for the town for the people, but I want to go to New York for the DeLorean taxi cabs. This is pretty cool. If you I thought it was approved. Cool. <laughs> yeah, if you guys were in the city, would you take a ride in these? Oh yeah. If yes. I was in New York and I needed a taxi, I would call that one up. <laughs> Cuz how how often do you get to ride a DeLorean and a DeLorean taxi at that? So That's true. So They need to make this happen. They really do need to make this happen. Yes. Yeah, so for now it's just a concept, right? It's not a for sure thing. Or they actually for now, it's it? just a concept. Okay. So, yeah, it's not a real thing, but somebody out there with money should really make this happen. All right. So, okay. <laughs> let's talk. Let's, let's do some, some thought theater here. Let's, let's, let's just, uh, let's just um, dream a little bit, all right? So, if these taxi cabs uh, were actual right. time machines, all right? Um, where would you tell uh -huh. the taxi to take you? What year would you want to go to? I know this has been talked about before on this show, but let's talk, let's, let's discuss it again. Um, hmm. Paul, anything? <laughs> um, I would want to go if to the I were, like, if I were, oh, go ahead. If a taxi were to just, uh, well, you know what? Let's just say it's not even a normal thing, right? Like they just are, like this random taxi just pulls up to me and says, what year would you like to go to? I would most likely get in and tell him that I would like to go to the Old West. <laughs> Wasn't that your answer when we talked about this before? You wanted to go to the Old West? Uh, most likely. Okay. Either that or I would say take me to the future. Well, how far into the future would you want to go? I would say like 100 years. Something that I know like would be outside of my lifetime. Okay. But, but yet not too far in the future where all humanity would be gone and there would be these mutant beetles that would... I'd want it... <laughs> sure. I'd want it to be something where I would be able to be recognizable. I guess, like, if I were to say a thousand years, yeah. I mean, can you imagine the brain meltdown that somebody from a thousand years ago would have today? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it, it's kind of like explaining the internet to somebody who's never seen a computer. Mm -hmm. It's like, or, you know, even a typewriter for that matter. It's, it's like, does not compute brain explode? Yeah. 
and and not to mention the language. There, the language may not be recognizable. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's true. In a thousand years, we'll all be speaking in a series of clicks and whistles. It's going to be, I'm kind of going to go with the Joss Whedon approach to that. It's going to be a hybrid of a bunch of different popular languages. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yep. a thousand years, though, that's a, a big chunk of time. Languages change a lot in that amount of that's time. That's a long time. Yeah. So it may not be anything that we even recognize at all, you know? Yeah, uh, that's totally possible. So, Anessa, did you answer? I forget. What did you say? Nothing? I didn't answer. Um, I would want to go to the Roaring Twenties. Yes. During the uh, era of Prohibition yeah. and go to some of the, the parties and stuff where they had, like, the music. <laughs> I want to go for the music. That's basically why I want to go. And the first thing, the first stop when you get there, so. a store to get a flapper dress, right? I don't know if I could pull off a flapper dress, but I could give it a shot. Okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would go primarily for the music. And it's something that I've thought about. Like if I had grown up, I guess, during that time period, I guess I would have been an oddball. But I would have loved to play trombone during that time period. It would have been fun. A fun yeah. time. It would, it would fit. <laughs> um, did you guys ever see the episode of Star no. Trek Deep Space Nine? When they accidentally get thrown back to, I think, the late or early 20th, 21st century. But then, in order for, for the rest of the crew to find the missing personnel, they have to make these jumps into other time periods. And one of the time periods is the, the Roaring Twenties or the 1930s, one of the two. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so... I highly it's recommend. It's just a time it. that I always thought it would be neat to check out. Yeah, no, it'd be cool. It'd be it it would it would be um, colorful to say the least. The 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so there you go. Uh, let's cross our fingers for those DeLorean cabs in New York City. Before we move on to robots, we want to get your feedback. Let us know. Uh, what you think of the things that we are talking about or have yet to talk about on this episode by uh, leaving us a voicemail. The number is 805-328-3966. You can also uh, email us galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. All right. Uh, it is time to bring in these guys right here. And Paul, you've got the robot story, and he's doing the robot yes, as he prepares to, to tell us about robots. That is, it's very meta over here. Deception <laughs> is one of the things that people do all the time. Deception, not inception, deception. Mm-hmm. And it plays an important role in military strategy. This I know. I Hopefully everybody knows this because it'd be a pretty boring military. You'd be like Redcoats. Like, no deception. <laughs> it's like, hey, you approach this line and you shoot somebody. <laughs> That's what you do. There's <laughs> not much to it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Robots. Uh, yes. Now, some researchers, some researchers are trying to figure out how to get robots to do that very same thing, that being deception, and are looking at the behavior of squirrels and birds in order to accomplish this. And 
everybody is aware of how squirrels hide their food in certain places. They're actually teaching robots the same quote-unquote idea, the same principle, to try to essentially they programmed a robot to tricking a quote-unquote predator machine by doing what it does, and that is showing the adversary a false location for an important resource. So it was literally telling a robot was telling another robot, no, my important stuff is over here. Don't go over here. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. No, it's bad it's, for it, us. It's an interesting idea. This is, <laughs> this is our, yeah, this is our attempt to create Cyberdyne. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Why would you want to teach the bad traits of humanity to, to robots? I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> Is there a... <laughs> this is how I... What? What's that, Paul? <laughs> We're basically creating the end of humans. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the more I, the more I read about the development of robots, especially in recent years, you know, recently, the more I'm worried that this is, gonna, this is the end sure. of life for humans on this earth, eventually. It's only a matter of time. We, when you think about it, we only have like a few weeks left on this planet before the mind prophecy comes true, and you know we're all dead. So it's all good. <laughs> we won't get that far. All right, great, great, Paul. Looking forward to my next two weeks. That's awesome. Absolutely. I'm looking forward um, to next they, uh, week. I mean, also- it's got the Hobbit finishing on a high note. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, is there is, is there more to the story, Paul? There is. They actually looked There's at other groups of birds. Yeah, and so what they did is they used a species of bird called an Arabian babbler, which uses an alarm call when they see a predator. Uh, other babblers, other babblers, will join the bird and make more calls. Then they mob the predator, oh, man. <laughs> flapping its wings and make noise, making noise. <laughs> the funny part about it is they don't ever actually fight. They just make noise and like you know they they just look like they're going to attack it they never actually do so it's all again just deception it's like a, just a bunch of it's it's like a bunch of humans pointing fingers at somebody it's like they did it they did it while over yeah. here they're like no that i got the stuff over here kind of yep yep that's exactly right yeah it's, it's so kind of like found, um, uh, someone just getting up in their face and kind of like i'm gonna fight you Basically using intimidation to scare somebody yeah. even though you know you're not going to do anything. Okay, got it. Interesting. So, and getting in your well, face. Well, consider that. I mean, you're, you're literally teaching a robot to be intimidating. <laughs> like, just telling, like, like, saying, hey, this is how I intimidate you. Back off. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. Yeah, well, say they said they modeled uh, that behavior in, so- in software using a military scenario and found that it worked even if the group didn't have the firepower to confront the enemy directly. So what you have here is, like, they knew they didn't, you know, in, in these weird type scenarios, whatever they could, they found that even if they don't have, even if they're not properly equipped, they still knew how to deal with the situation. <laughs> okay. So it's like a short guy yeah. standing up to a tall guy. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Sure. Let's go with yeah. that. <laughs> hey, how about this? 
Let's just throw out any analogy. It'll fit, won't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? We can make it work. But yeah. What's and probably what I find one of the more interesting parts of this is the work is supposedly an extension of the same research they did in 2009 of developing what they called an ethical governor for robots. And yeah, it's again a kind of hide and seek type game, you know, like deception algorithms is what he called it. But you know. Of course, you know, we've already discussed it. What is, like, there are a lot of ethical problems here. Like, what if, what if, think about this. What if you got your robot to be the perfect deceiver? What do you do then? Do you pray that it's just a benevolent dictator? Yeah. (laughs) That scares me. That's like the emotion chip in Data, you know? Whenever he turned the emotion chip on, he's just crazy. Just, just goes nuts, you know. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know, man. So, uh, is that it? Is that all we got on the story, or is there anything more significant? That's all we got. That's. It. Well, I guess that's enough, right? Hey, man, that was significant enough. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Lying robots. That's all that really needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, and we are doomed. Great. We're always doomed. Indeed we are. All right. So um, robots, they're going to be the end of us eventually. I think that's the conclusion that we've come to, right? Singularity, Dave. Singularity. We come to that same conclusion every week, don't we? (laughs) Every week. (laughs) Robots are going to finish us. I need to find like a happy robot story. I know. How about that robot? Oh. Like, this robot likes to wave at everybody. That's all it does. Paul. <laughs> it could be the end of life robot. Yes, Remember that? The end of life robot? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That, folks, that was by far one of the weirdest, creepiest things that uh, could be conceived by man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was literally, for those of you who don't know or don't aren't regulars on the show, it was literally a robot to help guide a person into death. <laughs> Like it was it supposed no one else to be to giving you out. instruction. It was trying to soothe you, right? It's trying to soothe someone who was on their deathbed, literally, and didn't have any family around them. So, yeah. And then it had the good sense. The robot had the good sense to say, "Time of death, eight forty-six. Yeah, <laughs> it was <just laughs> rough. Yeah, very disturbing. Good point, Stephanie. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it, it really is. Awful. Yeah. So it could be worse. Just, I'm just saying that. That's all. Yes. Definitely could be worse. <laughs> all right. So uh, the Time Traveling Robots in Space is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, the Galactic Netcast listener or viewer, because we're on Spreecast too, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check out their awesome service. Audible's awesome. Uh, and to go along with the podcast, may we suggest this selection from Audible transhumanism robots cyborgs and artificial intelligence this is a non-fiction book by the way so uh transhumanism is a global intellectual movement supporting the use of science and technology in order to improve human health well-being and mental capacities many in the transhumanism movement 
believe that disability, disease, and even aging are all aspects of the human condition that we shall be able to overcome in the future. Uh, using the very latest technologies, including biotechnology, advocates claim that every ailment and frailty will one day be a thing of the past. Our minds will be improved with the use of uh, architectural, no, artificial intelligence, and will be plugged in 100% of the time. Join professors Noel Sharkey and Kevin Warwick as they discuss the implications, technologies, and oppositions to this modern-day sci-fi world. Welcome to your future, the future of all mankind. So again, it's transhumanism, robots, cyborgs, and artificial intelligence. That is our Audible pick for the week. And if you want to check it out, go to audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcast for that free book. All right, moving on. Space. All right, Anessa, what do you got? Space. <laughs> um, Elon Musk, the billionaire founder and CEO of the private space flight company SpaceX, wants to help establish a Mars colony to 80,000 people by ferrying ex- explorers to the Red Planet for perhaps $500,000 a trip. Jump change. In Musk's vision, the ambitious Mars settlement program would start a pioneering group of fewer than 10 people who would journey to the Red Planet aboard a huge reusable rocket powered by liquid oxygen and methane. Accompanying the founders of the new Mars colony would be large amounts of equipment, including machines to produce fertilizer, methane, and oxygen from Mars' atmospheric nitrogen and carbon dioxide and the planet's subsurface water ice. The Red Planet pioneers would also take construction materials to build transparent domes, which, when pressurized with Mars' atmosphere, CO2 would, could grow Earth crops on Martian soil. As the Mars colony became more self-sufficient, the big rocket would start to transport more people and fewer supplies and equipment. The fully reusable rocket that Musk wants to take colonists to Mars is an evolution of SpaceX's Falcon 9 booster, which launches Dragon. It's going to be uh, much bigger than Falcon 9, but I don't think we're going to be quite ready for the state, or I don't think we're quite ready to state the payload. We'll speak about we'll speak about that next year, Musk said, emphasizing that only fully reusable rockets and spacecraft would keep the ticket price for Mars migration as low as $500. SpaceX is already testing what Musk calls a next-generation reusable Falcon 9 rocket that can take off vertically and land vertically. The prototype, called Grasshopper, is a Falcon 9 first stage with landing legs. Musk wants to have a reusable Falcon 9 first stage, which uses Grasshopper's technology uh, come back from orbit in the next year or two. He then wants to use the vertical landing technology for Falcon 9's upper stage. Musk hopes to have a fully reusable version of Falcon 9 in five or six years, but he acknowledges that those could be famous last words. <laughs> okay, Anessa, you broke so. up. You broke up when you were saying Falcon, and it sounded like some another another word. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. <laughs> okay, was it like the f bomb? <laughs> yes, it's not <laughs> just like it. Frack in English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Falcon, folks. Falcon. Falcon. I wasn't, I wasn't cursing. Yes. 
No, this is this is exciting. <laughs> Elon Musk is a visionary. Like he's of anybody in the world, I think he's got one of the greatest visions. Like he like most people will think like oh, Okay, hold on. Okay. Did I say something? I, I I I don't know why, but I'm getting a little bit of a McAfee vibe from that guy. Like really? he, some someone's going to end up dead and and he's going to flee to like space. That's what's going to happen. He's going <laughs> to flee to space. <laughs> Using grasshopper, to, uh, grasshopper technology. He's going to establish his colony on <laughs> Mars, and he's going to like start this other government, and he's going to go to go to war with Earth eventually. Yeah, like, that'd be awesome. With robots that lie. I really don't know Elon Musk. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, but yes, he, <laughs> he, is, he is quite smart. He, he's, he's an odd sort. Um, but I think you kind of need to be odd to have this kind of vision. Like you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Like he's that vision and ambition. Yeah. So like going to space is not good enough for him. Like he's like, I want to go to, I go to Mars. Come on. <laughs> he's like, that's great and all, but I would like to get outside of Earth's orbit. <laughs> okay. Would you guys, if you guys had five hundred thousand dollars and you could go to Mars? like tomorrow would you go if you if you had that money to spend if you could afford to spend that kind of money would you go um uh probably come back probably (laughs) yeah like let's let's is it like a one way come back in a reasonable time yeah that's i mean if i could go hang out for a few years and then come back yeah why not that's the thing i think early on you're going to be stuck there for a while until the technology gets better. Like it's going to be just like the old West, you know how in the old West, right? when you, when, when the migration to the West first started, you didn't know what was out there and you didn't know if you'd be ever coming back. So people died along the way. There was dysentery, there was diseases. I think it's going to be rough going at (laughs) first. Dysentery. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think that, (laughs) I think it would be a few years into it before you'd be able to go and come back very easily, Anessa. Yeah. No, I I would I would I would go if I had the funds to go. Paul, if if you could go with your wife and future baby, would you would you go? If you could take them along? Assuming it was a assuming it was a relatively safe thing to do, sure. Sure. Okay. I, I mean, see, and we're 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 discussing this as though it were some kind of an anomaly. I'm sure Elon Musk is thinking this is going to be the future, and this is going to be like very commonplace at some point. Mm-hmm. So I imagine at some point, you know, it will be something akin to us saying, "Yeah, you're going to go for to Hawaii for a little while." It, that's exactly what's going to go down. Um, so, so I guess it. I, I guess I would say absolutely if it were just as novel as it is now. Like say, like I mean, because at that point, think about it. How famous would you be being one of the only people going to Mars? Yeah. Not that I'm looking for fame. I'm just saying. That's better than sitting in an office listening to students give you excuses as to why they. Didn't do what they were supposed to do, I suppose. Anessa, you could be doing that on Mars. <laughs> it would make it that much better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, it, it would be people like... See, that's that's the difference, though. Um, if I could go to Mars, 
I would be there with other people that wanted to be there. Yeah. Whereas now I'm sure. working at a job, listening to people that while they're paying to take the class, they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And it shows. Yeah. So I would rather be with people sure. that want to be there, want to do something, want to contribute to the expansion of um, man's presence in the solar system out in space. And so I, I would want to be there with people that wanted to be there. And that would be the difference is like, I think desire. I think this is going to happen a lot sooner than Unless we think. Unless it turns into like Alaska. <laughs> I want to go to Alaska. <laughs> well, Alaska. Well, I, I well, know, but like, it's like uh, Alaska, they, 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 they try to get people to come. Yeah. To escape from something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, kind of, I guess. Um, well, talking to a lot of the locals that weren't from Alaska, uh, they weren't like born and raised there. Um, some of them did seem like they were just trying to escape, and then some of them were just like, I came on a road trip one day and just decided to stay. Like, okay. <laughs> a lot of a lot of, of free spirits. So. Like the gray. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen the gray. Is, is that good? Oh, dude. It's a it's a great movie. It's not at all what they advertised. It has nothing to do with time travel robots or space, okay. but a great movie. Okay. <laughs> we'll just leave it. <laughs> We'll just leave it at that because we have some major stuff yet to talk about. Um, I know a subject that Indeed. both me and Paul are very excited about. But I wanted to bring up one thing before we move on is a story that broke this week. They found water on Mercury. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that like a week or ago. Um, and they were really surprised about it considering how close Mercury is to the sun. Um, for sure, but apparently there are some places that are well. Um, I guess the thing is, is I think it's around the poles, and so there's parts around the, the north and south poles that don't actually get exposed to the sunlight, or at least not very much enough for it to like melt away. And so because it's shadowed, yeah. And Mars or Mars Mercury does, if I remember, have a little bit of an atmosphere. Not a whole lot. I think it kind of comes and goes. It's so. And they also said, the and they also said that there's carbon. Um, they or they figured mm-hmm. out there's carbon uh, on Mars, the building blocks for life. Um, not they're not saying that life exists there, but they're saying that the the chemicals that are used to that create the materials life. needed. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. yeah. For so, at least for carbon-based life forms. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I read that. Um, I know the water on Mercury thing kind of took a little bit of the Mars announcements. Like the one they're still like, oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's all, you know what? It's awesome to have battling space stories like that, you know? It's like every, every month or every few months, it seems there's these big announcements. And, and they're, they're coming faster and faster, it seems like. Yep. And I like that they're getting people interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. For the longest time, you didn't really hear much about space in general in the news. You might see something like go across the bottom of the screen on TV, but no one really stopped to talk about it mm-hmm. much. And now it just seems like there's more of an interest. Yeah. And I think it's people like Elon Musk. I, I really I, like that. I think it's people like Elon Musk, who, who is a private guy 
<laughs> I don't know. If you have I don't Elon know Musk, and then you've got Richard Branson that's wanting to do like yep. space tours. Yep. So. And then there's all the other little private space companies. Like I read or saw something this week that there's a company that that's planning on establishing colonies on the moon, you know, for mining. So. I want to go to the moon. <laughs> well, maybe you could. <laughs> Let's let's dig Maybe into it. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> I'll there bring are no my crackers. Computers on the moon. Yeah, internet would suck. <laughs> it's okay. Mine's mine's broken, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty sad that I'm going. You know, I want to go to like the moon or Mars, but God, there's not going to be any internet there. That's going to suck. Wait a second. You're on a different planet. <laughs> You're on a different. Body you can still space. communicate with people from Earth. I mean. Yeah, we do it with the Mars rover right. all the it'll time. It'll just take so hours. <laughs> it'll just take a little while longer. Yeah, you think? Uh, you no, think, it doesn't take. You think we have lag? It, on, it takes them a few minutes to get the data from from Mars. You think that we have lag on Spreecast? Wait until you try to talk to somebody from Mars. Some huge lag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so there you go. A lot of exciting news out of the space uh, category this week. Before we move on to our picks, don't forget you can listen to all of the Galactic Netcast shows. When I say all, both. Um, Alien Invasion and Time Traveling Robots in Space and our specials. And we're working on one for the holidays, too. So don't forget that. Stitcher Smart Radio for your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, Android tablets, and Nook. It's Smart Radio for your phone or you know your mobile device. You can find it in your app store or go to stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts and enter the promo code galactic netcasts again stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts and promo code galactic netcasts don't forget that that will give us credit to show that stitch st- we're getting traffic from galactic netcasts to stitcher that's that's our way of of uh representing i guess i have a thought represent i have a thought since we're <laughs> going to talk a lot about paul's pick let's kind of mix up the order a little bit here yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do mine. Right. I'm gonna do mine first, and then Anessa can do hers, and then we'll do yours, Paul. Is that cool? You guys, okay. Thumbs up, sir. Correct. Okay. So my pick is a short film on YouTube called Six Minute Jump. It's from the Multiverse YouTube channel on YouTube. Um, it's about a guy who is making a series of trips back in time for six minute periods to fix something that's gone wrong. I'm not going to tell you what, because that's kind of a big spoiler in this. Um, let's see. Uh, otherwise, for the fact that his, wife, his wife's involved in, the, in this time travel story. Um, and when you actually do time travel, when you're going through the actual time travel itself in the story, you have to wear a mouth guard or else things get really, really bloody. And there's a scene in it uh, showing an example of why you need to wear the mouth guard when you travel through time. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, so check it out. It is called Six Minute Jump, and it's on the Multiverse YouTube channel, which is a very interesting channel. They have a lot of like short films involving like um, space, time travel, aliens, um, superhero. That it's it's all sci-fi based scripted uh, stories like short films and that kind of thing so uh, check out not just the short film but uh, check out the multiverse YouTube channel I love that name and they say it's for um, it's the um, channel is the home planet 
of scripted geek entertainment for fans of sci-fi, superheroes, paranormal, and fantasy. So uh, yeah, definitely check out that YouTube channel. Okay, um, let's move on to Anessa. What do you got? I have a chick flick. <laughs> oh, no. Not a chick flick. Nah. <laughs> oh. Just in case anyone wants to watch a chick flick that incorporates space. <laughs> I guess. If there's enough science fiction elements, I'm fine. So, um, well, the, the movie's called Love and Space, and it's basically about this mother that has three, dollar, three daughters. Um, one is like a, an actress, one's an art student, and the other one is an astronaut. And she's aboard the International Space Station. And, of course, all of them have their issues with, with love. <laughs> and, um, but the, the one that I thought was probably on, on the more entertaining side was the uh, one that takes place out in space. Because you have these two people from, from China that are up on the International Space Station. And it seems like it's just them, or maybe it's just them in their little section. Um, but anyway, the, the daughter... I forget her name. They're all named after flowers. And the daughter is up in space with her ex-boyfriend, who's also an astronaut. <laughs> so there's, like, awkward moments and whatnot, but it's it's entertaining. Um, there, there was one part that was kind of sad towards the end, and I'm not going to spoil it, of course. It, like, kind of tugs at your heartstrings. You're like, oh, it's so sad. Chick flick. <laughs> so does it? Does this movie take place so, a little bit in the future, or does it take place in present day? It appears to take place in present day. Um, like, yeah, pretty much present day. Present day. It was filmed in 2011, and if you don't mind foreign flicks, it's actually pretty good. It's mostly in Japanese, Chinese. No. Um, but they they do have some English because part of the story takes place, I guess, like in Australia. So okay. there, there is some mm. English in there, but it's primarily subtitled. And I think they even subtitle the English just because of the accents. So, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but it, it was, it was entertaining. It, I, I liked it. And so if you want to watch a chick flick and it's got space in it, so, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get your guy, get your guy interested by, uh, Offering up this movie, you know. It'll I figured we're always doing way to go, like, yeah. Well, because see, we're we're always doing heavy sci-fi stuff, um, or you know, sure. dealing with space or robots and time travel. And there might be some females that listen, or like Stephanie, who watches us do the podcast, that might be interested in the chick flick every once in a while. Yeah. So changing things up a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm changing things up a bit. Yeah, I mean, there's there's <laughs> there's a few um, romantic type chick flick genre type movies. Like, have you guys ever seen Melancholia, the movie Melancholia? I have not seen Melancholia. It's very no. artsy fartsy. It's about I've the heard of it. it's about the end of the world basically, but it's it takes forever for it to happen. Oh yeah. By the time you're watching it for a while, you're yeah. like. Just end the world now. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, like, I don't know. I don't really watch a whole lot of chick flicks, but... Was this on Netflix? It was on Netflix. I think I saw this. No, I didn't see the actual movie, I was scrolling I... through 
Yeah, like I was scrolling through and came across it. I'm like, huh, what's Love in Space about? I'm like, that sounds interesting. I will watch it. You know what? I think I'll put this in my queue. I'm so. I'm interested actually. <laughs> Love in Space. Yeah, it's it's entertaining. Um, because the the daughters have their own little issues, I guess, and so, um, the one out in space, like her and her boyfriend had like a misunderstanding that caused them to break up. They had an argument, and then. The daughter that is, or I guess was an student, came OCD and has a lot of issues functioning in the outside world because she's afraid of germs and she has to clean everything like 50 times and so like she's got that going for her <laughs> and her therapist is like, you need to go out and find a man and she's like, germs! So <laughs> wow, this is a very interesting... Well, any therapist that would do that. <laughs> well cuz she she stays home a lot and the, like she stays home and she cleans and so he's trying to get her to go outside and socialize and maybe go out on a date with somebody. And so it's it's okay. funny to see their their interactions and and whatnot. And then the other uh daughter is an actress, but she's a very bad one at that. <laughs> and she ends up winning an award for being the worst actress and so her next role involves her having to play um, like a waitress or something, and so she decides to go and work as a waitress for a couple of weeks at some restaurant or cafe. So they have issues they're working through. And the mother can't cook, so she's learning how to cook. <laughs> you know, there's a uh, this is a common theme in like Asian movies, relationships between you know siblings and their parents. It seems. I know uh, family is very important in the Asian culture, so maybe that feeds into it somehow. Yeah, I mean, they all keep in contact with their mother, and they seem very close, and the father's not there because the father died years ago. So By Bigfoot. Um, so yeah, all the daughters keep in, in contact. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's funny, they're like all Skyping, and so you've got like this person out in space, the space scenes were kind of irritating. So, did they? How was the? How was the special effects? Did it look real? Um, eh. <laughs> like the, there were occasional bits where, um, the daughter, I think Rose, I think might be her name, um, ends up spilling some of her beverage, and so you've got like the little droplets floating around, and she's trying to collect them because she's afraid. Um, one of them's going to stray and end up in the equipment and cause some sort of short and major malfunction. And so she's like freaking out and she's like trying to <laughs> all, all the way across, <laughs> trying to collect them all. So it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> I, get I, a, I liked it. I would get a light head if I tried that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, space wasn't her friend at first. So. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Well, that's going to yeah. go in my queue. I'm going to watch that, definitely. So if you don't mind subtitles, then. Yeah. And it's only like an hour and a half, maybe. Okay, so it's bite-sized. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, bringing up the rear is Paul's pick. Um, and, okay, just a warning before we can start this. If you don't want yeah. spoilers yeah. on the new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Into Darkness, turn us off now and come back in like... 10 minutes. Come back in 10 minutes. So are you going to talk about the other trailer 
Do do I need to zone out now? I think so I'm cool so, with that. Okay, well, I'll you guys can talk all you I'll want spill about it. Out it. For just a second. Okay. So we have the normal trailer that was released to us being in the United States, and there's the international trailer. It was quickly discovered that the international trailer has like maybe five seconds mm-hmm. of a scene that uh, is, we'll call it, very very iconic. Mm-hmm. So it kind of changes the frame of what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, take that for whatever you'd like. I definitely, <laughs> after watching this, I definitely You can think, talk about it if you want to. Okay. Okay. So you're I, not, I can meet you guys. Okay, we're going to talk about it. So, mute. Okay, just give me a thumbs up or something. <laughs> okay. Type something in the chat room. So, sure. mute means, right. okay, thumbs down means mute. Thumbs up means unmute. All right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm muting you guys. For now. those, okay, All right. for those of you guys who were unaware, Dave wasn't sure that this even existed until I told him right during the pre-show, and he flipped out on the camera. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I I just saw your expression. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. I I um, I'm convinced now that Benedict Cumberbatch is Khan from just that, from just that alone. Like. Well, okay. Let's first of all, I'll we'll put the link. I'll put the link of what we're talking about here. Uh, this is the Japanese international trailer, and yeah, the the deal is that it's this. <laughs> and that's this. It's the scene where you. <laughs> and us is typing in the chat room. Oh my god, I can read lips. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. Sure, um, it's that it. I, we are led to believe, like you don't actually see it, you don't see the two characters, but you're led to believe that um, Spock. It's that scene where Spock and Kirk have their both hands up next to each other on on glass. So you have one, like you don't actually see the two of them, but you see Kirk, you see a hand, and you see Spock's hand in the live long and prosper sign right up against the glass. So, yeah, you can from that. Take what you like. It's, I mean, it, knowing Abrams, it could mean, like, I don't think this barely means that, you know, Spock is dead. Um, it could be. Yeah. Re- I don't know. Remember, we're dealing with the alternate universe, so it's not necessarily going to be the sure. same. And and Benedict Cumberbatch may not be Khan, you know? He may be somebody else. The right. ev- The events might be mixed up in this universe since, right. it, since it's changed. So. Yeah. But it's a great trailer. It, it seems more action based, which I don't particularly have a problem with. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of you know a lot of stuff that you would expect in a um, summer blockbuster trailer. Lots of explosions, lots of missing sounds. <laughs> a and a starship, a starship falling from the sky into the ocean. I mean, sure, yeah, <laughs> you can't beat that. Um, yeah. okay, it's a great trailer. Yeah. I'm really, I'm so stoked. Yeah, I have a question for you. The blonde scene in the trailer. Do you think that's? Yes, do you think that's Yeoman Rand? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't think about that at all. Maybe that could. You know, I mean, that's totally possible. It yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Like the, I, you got the hurt flirty hint between. Of course, Kirk flirts with everybody, so yeah. You know, I guess that doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> God, you know what? I hope that they bring that side out of him in this movie. I hope that they bring that kind of 
flirty. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Casanova type uh, side of Kirk. I hope they bring that out of him a little bit more in this movie. I'm sure they will. Yeah. A lot of that in the first one. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. With the, see with, no reason why that with, shouldn't continue. With the green girl. I forgot about that. And well, and, and, oh, one thing I was thinking about is. Go ahead. No, oh, go please finish your thought. No, I forgot. I forgot about the scene at the very beginning when Kirk is, is hitting on Ohura. Yeah, he hits on Ohura. He hits on the green chick. He. I remember there was a little turn and smile thing he did with a couple of random chicks on the campus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they have already done that. So, so. you know, I, for sure. Um, one of the one of the things that I think when I see this trailer is that one of the reasons that moment in the original Star Trek movie makes it so powerful is that you know you've firmly established Kirk and Spock as close friends. That's what that's what moves you. That's what makes it so just like gut wrenching, and. At the end of the, the last movie, you were just talking. You were um, they had just become friends, mm-hmm. you know, like they didn't they hated each other. Um, so I hope that from that from the beginning of the first mo- of this movie, the you know the whatever movie comes out next to the whatever point that is, I hope that I hope that they properly establish that relationship. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I hope so as well. Thinking back to something I heard a couple weeks ago or saw the headline of, this relates to that trailer, the Japanese trailer that we saw. Um, the story was mm. that... Um, who plays Spock again? What's his name? Help me out. Zachary Quinto. Uh, Zachary Qu- Nimoy? No, Zachary Quinto. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Zachary Quinto may not be coming back for the next movie. So that might play into a little bit the thing that we saw at really? the end of that Japanese trailer. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, so that, would, that would make sense. Wow. Yeah. So. What, now, was that from, was that like, is that for sure that he's not back? I don't know. Any I, of the future films? I did not read the rest of the story. I only saw the headlines, so I have no idea. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. I get the impression. I mean, will they do the same thing? Like if Spock does die, are they going to do the same thing? Are they going to go on the same route where Spock essentially gets resurrected? Well, who knows? This is another universe. So who we knows, have right? no yeah. idea. Yeah, exactly. J.J. Um, Abrams is yeah. the king of deception. I am so... If, this is, if, if Benedict Cumberbatch turns out to be Khan, I'm going to be so impressed with, uh, with Abrams because he totally fooled us. Because they've been saying all along, oh, he's yeah. not con. He's not con. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't not do con. If you're going to remake freaking Star Trek, you can't not do con. Con, yeah. conic bad guy. Yeah. You need to have con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well going to see if uh, I was, you know, before I even saw that end, I was thinking that that's what you were referring to. Yeah was a, a con-ish thing and I was waiting for Kirk to yell con the the con yell that's what I was waiting for oh that would have been cool too yeah that would have been fun too okay I think we should probably wrap this up 
because uh, Anessa's playing with toys. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So thumbs up, Anessa. Here we go. <laughs> We're giving her the thumbs up. I think she gets the hands. All right. We thought that it should probably. Uh, we should wrap up because she's playing with toys. I've I've broken out the Hoberman spear. So. <laughs> Is that what those are called? I didn't know that. I didn't know the name of that. Okay. Yes, it's called a Hoberman spear. All right. Spear. So there you go. Our picks. Learn something new every day. Our picks are. That's it. Um, before we move on to the question of the week. I uh, want to remind you to go to galacticnetcast.com uh, to click our picks. Um, actually, this week, we won't have any of them in our picks section because they're all free stuff that you can... Yeah. So, but, but we've got some great picks from past shows. Go to the picks... So they can buy... I'm sure they could buy the Love in Space. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was thinking that was a short. That's a regular film. Okay, yeah. So Love in Space will no, be... That's a regular movie. Yeah, that will, be on the, that will be on the picks page at galacticnetcast.com. Uh, you can go there and uh, order it through our, our portal, and that goes to Amazon, and then continue shopping on Amazon because we get a credit for... Or we get a percentage of your purchases. We're taking your money. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely check that out. We don't get any money. No, we don't get any money. Question of the week. Anessa, you prepped the show, right? So this is your question. I did. Why don't you ans- ask it? This is my question. Um, yes. So if you were amongst the first group of people to colonize Mars, what job duty would you want to do? Good so... question. Paul. I'll go first. Okay. I want to run the bar. That's what I want to do because, you know, like those all those blue-collar dudes, you know, after a hard day, that's what they're going to do. That is where they're going to spend their money. There's nowhere else to go. But, Paul, you're gonna, all you're going to be doing all day is sweeping up red dirt, red sand, all day. <laughs> I, get, I understand that you're going to have the ruffians. I understand that. But... It's also where they're going to have the most fun. I, you know, best of both worlds, I guess. Well, okay. They need an outlet. Yeah. They need a place to go at the end of the day to hang out to. Try the bars. The bars and play some darts. The bars in space are always the coolest place to be. I mean, look at, look at the the uh, Star Wars Episode Four. You know, the cantina. We had Quark's Bar in Star Trek: D Space Nine. I mean, come on. They're the most interesting place. So, good, good call, Paul. I like your answer. Thank you. All right, my answer is my job on Mars would be part of the team searching for those ancient devices that would create an atmosphere on the planet, like from Total Recall. Those devices, uh-huh. they have to be <laughs> hidden someplace, and that's the team that I would want to be on is searching for those devices. Careful, you're gonna find like dudes with like eyes bulging out of their heads and they're all deformed and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was the guy's name? Yeah. Quinto, no, Quint, Quint, uh, starts with Q, help me out. Quado, Quado, thank you. Yes, Quado. <laughs> so, Quado was the small guy inside the big guy, right? Yeah, okay, it's true. <laughs> All right, so that's my job. Anessa, what's your answer? Um, I, like, I, I thought about it. 
And I, I know it's early on, but I would want to help with planning as far as how it's being set up, um, as far as how everything's placed according to other things, and make mm-hmm. sure that you know if you are having like a greenhouse somewhere that it has room to expand or add others, I, I suppose. So that and then figuring out how to get from one place to another safely. So transportation. <laughs> so you want to be, you want to be, I'd like to work on building an infrastructure. Okay. So That's I guess cool. I'd be the so Martian city planning. planner. Yeah. City planner. <laughs> It'd be a city planner there, NASA. <laughs> so, Okay, since you're going to be... But if, if I, I couldn't do that, then I would want to, like, help with building up, like, the infrastructure, like, wiring and whatnot. So I wouldn't mind getting my hands dirty. Okay, so since you're going to be... Since one of the stuff. jobs that you might be doing is city planning, you need to plan to make the city in a pattern that would be cool to see from the sky. That's, that's your number one job. <laughs> oh. it, it has to also be functional. I'm not going to make something yeah. cool because... I've I've driven down how things look cool, but it doesn't really work very well. Yeah. So it's like DeLorean. For example, ta- Austin. It's like DeLorean taxis. It's <laughs> it's it's not very functional. Yeah. But, but it's cool. It look, yeah, it's cool as hell. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. I, I think of Austin because I've heard the story of like the 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 way I thirty five goes through Austin. You have a lower level and an upper level, and then they come together. So you have some exits on the bottom and then some on top. And every time they come together, like, nobody knows how to merge, and it gets really frustrating. And apparently, I don't know how true this is, I need to look it up for verification, but I've heard that back in the 70s, they had sort of a competition, I think at UT maybe, and the students and stuff submitted designs that they thought would work and that was one of the designs that was submitted and won and it's cool i suppose but it's not very functional and i don't want that happening on mars i bet you rocked <laughs> i bet you rocked with uh, on sim city i bet you i bet you were great at sim city yeah. i love playing city sim city <laughs> so all right, there you go. That's our question of the week. Uh, we would love to know what. <laughs> Either that, or if I couldn't do that, then I'd like to garden. Okay, <laughs> you're giving us so many choices. I I don't know what what I like the most. I know there's yeah. so many things, so many opportunities. We would like to know what your job would like to be, what you would like to have as your job on Mars. Uh, let us know by calling us. Uh, the voicemail number is eight zero five. 328-3966 or just email it to us galacticnetcasts at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to Time Traveling Robots in Space by going to subscribe.galacticnetcast.com or just search, search for us on the, uh, the brand new iTunes store We're for, it's a free subscription and uh, while you're there if you like us go ahead and uh, leave us a 5 star rating and a review and if we read your iTunes review on the show, we will incorporate your name into the title of that show. So, uh, again, to review, to sum up, uh, subscribe, Dude, feedback. Uh, I never got that. What? What did you not get? I never got that. God. I didn't get. I didn't get my name incorporated into the title of the show. Oh, did you leave a review on iTunes? <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Excellent, guys. Um, that's going to do it for Time Traveling Robots in Space number 52. And as we always do, and you've had all show long to think about it, final thoughts. We'll start with Anessa. <laughs> Go. Um, you should be careful where you pee. Especially on Mars. Right? Yes, on other planets. Oh, yeah. Wise okay. words. All right. <laughs> you know that advice is coming from years of experience. Yes. <laughs> yes, watch where you pee. All right. And to wrap it up, Paul, final thought. Be excellent to each other. You know, you could like make variations Yay. of that if you wanted to. Like I, I know that you it must get kind of boring to have the same final thought every time. I got ripped into when I didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's true. He decided to change it up, and Dave was like, why didn't you say the other one? <laughs> no, I need this. I need my dose. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that then. <laughs> All right. Until next week, we'll talk All to right. you guys later. Bye. Bye. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full, because another galactic netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.